part two of Cat and Rich. I don't want to hold you up anymore. You got to listen to this. This is a great conversation. We dive deep. And at the end, there's a live performance. So jump right in. Part two, Cat London, Rich Aveo. Enjoy. And well, all they're doing like, is this. That, that's what I'm, I was just about to say. This is why I like you guys because because of the standard we were talking about. Like yeah. that, you're it's honesty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really it's is. Core, right? We're trying to be honest to what we're trying to do. Yes. So anyway, you know we're kind of doing a bit, and that was fun. <laughs> that shit exists. You're it absolutely does. right. It really and it's does. Not, it's not that honest because you're Correct. kind of like, I mean, look, like you're kind of pull, playing. You're kind of uh, pulling one <laughs> over on people. I couldn't agree more. It you depends know? on where you're creating from because I think some people. I could see me if I didn't know YouTube folks who are just absolutely fucking criminals at your instruments. If I found that patch on my own keyboard, just goofing around my basement, and I was like super into yoga and stuff, which I am very much into yoga, but not like that much, uh, I'd be like, I'm going to put this out because I'm I'm still a singer songwriter, but I'm going to put this out. And like... I'm going to feel it's excellent and it's just amazing. But people who are like really good at their instruments are like, anyone can do that in five seconds. So, so where does worth come from? I guess is my question. Is it like an intention thing? Is or it, is it, an is it behind your thing? intention? If you have excellent intention, does that mean it's a masterpiece or is it because of how technically sound it is? Yeah. I think, I think there's some, I think there's an unwritten, there's an un, um, not unwritten, but it's like this, spiritual part of it all where you know those master class things and this is my master class no no oh i'm gonna actually gonna speak to that for oh a sec boy. you know the master class things that pop up yeah oh yeah um i think it's dead mouse the the oh EDM really dude i think it's him if it's not him it's somebody like that and he's doing a master class on edm production and i mm. saw the trailer for it i watched the trailer and he said like one of the sins of edm is pulling up a standard patch yes. and just going, you know, uh, where's where's your stuff? He's here? doing Hold it right up. now. Standing, you know, pulling up a, pulling up a, uh, I don't know what this is, but. Perfect. I don't like that. Right. And, and acting as though you. That. Make you it stop. stop. It. Make you it stop. stop. It. We've gone too far. I it's thought. forever. We've gone too far. I literally just Dead. said the same thing. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So to that effect, I think it's not a masterpiece when you just stumble across this kind of right. thing that someone else has already created. That's really just supposed to be an inspirational tool and you're using it as your final product. Uh, there we go. You know what I'm I mean, saying? But also at the same time, you know, if it's a meditation thing or it's a yoga class sure. thing, I mean, That's like if you know your goal anyway. is is straight up, like I just need something to kind yeah. of get into the mood. It gets me in the mood. Right. Yeah. And then when I'm in that mood, it's not the focus. I, my voice is like, I'm in, I'm kind of like, oh, fine, sure, fine, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But don't sell your music or don't put it up on Spotify or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Man. Like that's, that's where I, where I have a problem with it, but. But uh, yeah, if it doesn't reach a certain standard, though, you know, like yeah. if, if Tom York wouldn't listen to it and go, if Tom York would would go like, this is crap, you know what I mean? Like you could totally hear him going, or somebody with with a, a standard who has has the uh, what's the word? Fuck, who has the uh, they've earned their like their a track record, their their opinion 
right. their opinion is worth something, mm-hmm. yeah, then that then sure, you know. Which, but, which though takes me into an interesting okay. place because what about sampling? Right? Oh, like yeah. we can talk about that. I'll tell you one thing real quick. Yeah. Years ago, when I first got my MacBook and I was screwing around on Logic. Oh, here we go. There's a there's a standard standard Apple drum loop. Umbrella? Yes. Okay. And I remember just going through these things. Play it, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Turn the snares on. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yo, yo. No clouds in the I mean, Jesus Christ, right? It was there, right? It was was right there. there. Yeah. Just a four bar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait. Like, I remember just (sighs) toggling through. And then I remember being disappointed that a song that I liked, Mm -hmm. and I'm just talking about my own visceral reaction. I liked that song when it came out on the radio. I actually really liked it. I like it it. too. Same. I still kind of like it. Mm Mm-hmm. I was let down to find out and that it was your, an Apple loop. Your visceral sure. reaction Why? is Why? correct. Why? I, I think it. I think music is all about the spirit, and I think we know at the end of the day what's horseshit and what's not horseshit. And one could say, "Well, I hope the guy who made that sample got paid. Did he get paid?" Certainly and you did could not. say, "Well, he got paid to sample." He probably got but paid by Apple. By Apple to sample. Or so in a way, contractually, and this is not my point, mm-hmm. got paid for that. It was used. In a very in a hefty in a creative way, way, commercial way. Yep. Now you could say, well, the guy accepted his fate. He sold his soul to the sampling anyway. And you know what happens to samples? They wind up in hit songs. Or you could be like, what the fuck with this music industry now? Why mm-hmm. does it have to come to that? No, no wonder though why. And this is speaking as a drummer, but no wonder why like drummers who have a uh, who have been re- making their income recording on, yeah. on tracks. No wonder. Why and it's hard work, so I, you can't talk shit about them. Right. But no wonder why they're doing sample packs, right? Of them, yeah. no joke, having to do twenty-inch cymbal, zildjian, yep. thin ride, loud, and we have to wait until and you have this to wait dies till the out. Final ring goes out. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, Chuck, uh, you got to do that again or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, move, they, move the mic. They move do the mic. that with everything. They do that with a snare. They do that with the yep. rim click, the hi hat. You know, mm-hmm. that takes, one shots. That takes life out of you, I think, too. I actually think doing that is such hard work. Good God. To you know, but however, it makes sense as to why. Like, okay, well, you know what though? If so, if I'm gonna do a bunch of, they're probably doing a bunch of loops just like that uh, to try to get picked up to to be put on a track. But at the same time, it's like, you know what though? You know, like. There are so many people making beats now. They could do it from their fucking phone and I upload know. it, right? So I guess in their minds, like, you know what? These are real sounds that are created in a, a great studio with great mics, with great equipment. Let me just make, like, just the sample of the hit, and then maybe I'll sell it as a pack, and then maybe somebody really likes... This guy played on John Mayer's album, mm-hmm. m- multiple John Mayer albums. If they go, I love the drums on that John Mayer album. Yeah. Who's that guy? Oh, yes. how do you get that oh, sound? Aaron Sterling. Oh, oh, he has a, he has a sample pack. Let's buy it. Mm-hmm. I want those sounds. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, sure. So there you go. Now, sure. does he make like I've a, purchased a, sample a, packs a killing? Before. He doesn't make as much as it but, as if he cr- <laughs> than if he were to collaborate with that artist who's now using yeah. them. Correct. Yeah. Right. However, he got his foot in the door with that artist, though maybe or the person don't you kind who's of feel, producing for that artist. For don't sure. you kind of feel that's like the equivalent of like fucking Michelangelo doing caricatures at Great Adventure? <laughs> Like, uh, it's hard to say, man. You know, at least you got noticed by Great Adventure, which where now there's more people. 
Yeah, but more people, I, nothing. Yeah, you're you not getting paid agree. by the caricature. Yeah. But you know what, though? Yeah, you're getting I minimum agree. dollar from some corporation that's going, it's just do characters for six yeah, hours. Yeah, but the industry changes so much. Yeah. It's unpredictable. They, and you, It's unpredictable. I, do, would I do that? No. Because right. it, Absolutely not. It's gotten to such a desperate but, stage. Because technology has so many allowances now mm-hmm. that the first guy who put a sample package together, now everybody's like, wait a second. Jim just put a sample pack and he sold it for $1,000. Now everybody's doing that. Now people are spoiled and sample packs are way better to get than an actual drummer because real drummers are expensive. I think I think we're in such a the music business is, is got itself in such a desperate landscape now. Mm-hmm. We gotta get out of it. But I don't know if we're gonna get out of it because technology it's is just be, getting cooler. I think it's, it's gonna a, be fine. I, I think, think it's, it's gonna a be dangerous fine. Be fine. Slope, though. I think here here's why I think it's gonna be fine. Yes. The amount of people who are removing their, uh, their, their getting rid of their cable uh, bill, mm-hmm. all right, uh, because they're streaming content. Right. Yeah. That streaming content is Netflix, Hulu, blah, 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 YouTube, though, and Twitch and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. those, right? So they're watching content where, and we were just talking about this, we had lunch. Uh, we were talking about uh, professional video gamers who stream themselves playing a fucking video game. Right. Now, check this out. We can't get people to pay ten dollars for your for our. Uh, you, well, I shouldn't say me. You have a, you have an EP. You, you have a, you have a CD. You have multiple thing, uh, you things. You do too, right? though. There, I, I, we, I really, we sell our record together that you played on. Sh- sure. Yeah. It's hard to get people to buy, the, to pay the ten dollars for that. Yeah. There's something about like something about wait, they go in their mind. You could see it. You don't even have to. Mm-hmm. You see it on their face. You like can see it on their face. I, you want me to pay? You want me to pay ten dollars for music? Mm-hmm. Which I is wild. I, I could just, I could just stream it for free on yeah. Spotify or, right. or whatever, or on you. I could go. Somebody ripped it on YouTube. I can just do it. Mm-hmm. You know. So okay. So they don't want to pay ten dollars for something that now could spend. You could spend if it's a uh, an album, a full album, twelve songs, even an EP, six songs. You can spend thousands of dollars. You can even break, what is it, five digits, like get into the tens of thousands of dollars just trying to record this sure. content. Oh, uh, sure. Correct. Right? It's funny. That's Streaming modest. got cheaper for the audience, but recording has gotten crazy expensive. Or has always been. The time to be in a studio, studio time is, is wild. Yeah, studio time yeah. Is, is more expensive probably than ever, but because mm-hmm. of those reasons, like they have to pay for their facility, which, yeah. you know, it makes, it makes sense. Um, but like... Um, we now have the ability, though, to, to be in each other's living rooms, basically, right? We, yeah. we can – so with podcasting yes. and video, yeah. video, with the video that they do with Joe Rogan, you could you, – you, you know. So you, we're getting – we want to be closer to the people creating the content, right? That's yeah. essentially what people are telling us by what they're consuming. So – Yeah. Yeah. That's so, interesting. Right? So like <laughs> – so um, the, the point that you made, though, you think, it, you think that it, it, we're never going to get out of it. The way out of it isn't through the standard musical – uh, uh, protocol. It's no, because it, you don't want to go backward. You want to. Media is merging with other medias. Yes. So there's there's a reason why. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a reason why a podcast used to just be a, an audio recording of people talking mm-hmm. or an interview, but now mm-hmm. it's like this visual uh, com- conversation yeah. hangout. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. people that you respect, who like each other and are trying to promote themselves. Yeah. 
And it's, it's fun to watch their personalities. It's not put on. No. Yeah, it's very indirect, it's too, because they're it's not the even promoting anything. It's the authentic talk show. They have show. no idea what's going to happen. Maybe right. they edit things out, but if you're, if surely if you're watching a, com- a com- comedic podcast, mm-hmm. or here, I'll name people like Ben Shapiro, or if you got, um, I guess, uh, the Young Turks do their thing, too. Like, you have actual politically-minded uh, people who have these conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get, maybe they have, like, I remember seeing a thing of the Young Turks, who's like, Chank Uger, I guess his name is, and Sam Harris mm-hmm. having a, a heated debate mm. on mm-hmm. religion or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's an honest conversation and it got heated, almost argumentative, but mm-hmm. like people <laughs> love to see that because right. it's real. So, anyway, the whole big thing I'm trying to get to is if you get more authentic and more to the real, yeah. then people, that's what people want. And but to, mu- musicians haven't figured it out yet. Well, I don't. I really don't think so. I think you're onto something very powerful in that that you you brought to mind as you were speaking. Because if you if you track, we we like to sit in our modern world, and because of technology, it's real easy to say, "Hey, well, look, the industry's changing, mm. right?" Like we we all ex- sort of accept that that adage mm-hmm. as a truth. Mm-hmm. Everything's changing, and if you don't evolve, you devolve, right? And all the all you could whatever meme yep. quote you, you can add it add them all to yep. that. But if you track everything back, really, the 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 consumer, what they're after is is a voyeuristic experience. Yeah, and I, if you take it back to way before this technology, me, I'm an old head. When I was in college. One of my favorite things to do, because I had no fucking friends, was to walk around New York City on my breaks and just go to the record stores and just shuffle through the records and shuffle through the CDs and then buy a CD based on what the cover looked like, Mm. based on what the song titles were, because you couldn't listen to every CD. Yep. And I would take it home, and my favorite thing to do was put a pair of headphones on and then open up the goddamn booklet. And mm. look at the photos of the band and read the lyrics. And that was me almost peeking in. What's interesting Subscribing about to a channel that. on YouTube. Here's watching, I, a, watching a podcast of just a conversation. I just want to know how far we're going to get because I think we've already gotten too far. You were a kid. Yes, that's as close to the backstage experience as you were going to get without buying a ticket. Now let's say you bought the ticket to the concert. Now you're in front of them. Watching the band play front, front and center. That's the closest you're going to get to the backstage experience unless you're actually backstage. Let's say you actually get a backstage pass. You get to meet them for 10 minutes and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they're not really in their full regalia yet. They're like, oh, uh, nice, to, nice to see you, kid. You know, this was a, a little sponsored thing by, a, I don't know, yeah. Apple. They brought you back here. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the closest you're going to get to being their friend is being backstage for 10 minutes now. Now that everybody has Instagram, you know, we're allowed into these people's lives on a deeper level as far as opinions are concerned, because that's, what that's what's shared on podcasts and YouTube and whatnot. Now we're in their freaking living room. Whereas all that other shit that I just mentioned was enough, what's going to be, what's the next thing? What do you have to be in, be, be well, in my bedroom? No, in, but I, I, was actually, I, was actually, I was actually trying to approach that, because I think... Earlier, when when you started to talk, I said out loud, I was like, it's a dangerous slope. And then the more you talked, I'm like, maybe not. 
because yeah, I, I think I it just, fixes itself. Because I, I don't think, think audiences want that. Though. No, but I think they see. I think they I do, do. I think they want something else that that is sh- that uh, generates itself as being let in on a personal level. They want something else, but that's not being think, satiated. But they think it is. But I don't think it's necessarily more because I don't think it's like I agree. oh well I got to meet Lady Gaga backstage. Hey, guess what? She doesn't really shape her hair into a bow. Right. Guess what? She doesn't actually wear meat dresses when she goes and to you bed don't, And you don't go, I'm good. Now I don't have to listen to God, you know. And nor, nor do you say, now I need to see her naked if I'm going to finally get to see it. You know, I think, I don't think satiating or being satiated comes with m- more inside information. I think it just comes with additional information. I think the more they get to know her, the the more they satiate that voyeuristic mystery what that you, I think everybody's after. A performer, uh, an ar- artist, a creator, a content creator, right now has expanded to folks who don't pick up an instrument, to folks who don't uh, maybe edit videos on their MacBook or something like that. It's just they pick up their camera and take selfies or, or videos. Yeah, and very self ingratiating, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I mean they literally are. Oh, I just got out of my yoga class, you know, oh, and they're talking to their fans. We can make fun <laughs> of that. Yeah, we can make fun of that all we want. Yeah, like, oh, we yeah. can go and we, we can trash them, right? Um, I think though, eventually, um, there are there are. I think there are people that are that mm-hmm. that want to be that. Sure. Yeah. And then there are people who know, I don't fucking want to be that. I just want to absorb the content, though. Mm-hmm. And if I have to, you know what? I really like this podcast or I really like this uh, YouTube channel because the person creating it, it seems honest. It seems like real. It's actually helpful, maybe. Um, yeah. And, mm. and if I have to, if I have a chance to actually uh, to keep this going, if I have a chance to, to, to uh, you know, pay to help them keep it going because I like it so much because I love consuming it I'm going to go to their Patreon and pay the $5 a right. month or something like that mm-hmm. you know I so <clears throat> the people who want to be in the spotlight eventually the ones who just want the fans I think people are going to go well what are you offering me yeah if you're a hot woman mm-hmm. who and that's your you're a model Mm-hmm. This Insta model, right? And that's what you offer. Well, what happens in ten years when you're not 22 years old, or when Instagram or isn't a thing old? anymore, right? Or yeah, or the, or we've moved on from that, right? That's a, I have so, a. There's a phrase that I, two phrases I kind of came up with years ago, and I and I never forget them, and I say them ad nauseum to Cat all the time. I don't remember them. You will. One of them is quality wins in the end. Yes, absolutely, dude. I don't care who has three. Four, five million followers on Instagram. That shit's if bought you, anyway. But whatever it is, mm-hmm. even if it's hard earned, because mm-hmm. look, nothing, nothing in life comes free. Even that shit, even viral success, you had to do something to mm-hmm. catalyze that, right? Like, so you did some kind of work mm-hmm. to get that result, and I will, I'll shake your hand in respect for that work that you did. Mm-hmm. Can you keep doing it? Yep. Mm-hmm. And can you keep upping the ante? to bring the quality to these people who fell in love with you for something to begin with? Yep. If the answer is no, you're going to fall. You're going to fall from yeah, the damn tree. Eventually, yeah. Because right. yeah. there's no real substance or quality or even passion behind it. 
I think there's a reason why people like Brad Pitt and Matt Damon, Leo DiCaprio, and then I'll go with female actors. Um, uh, what's what's her name? She's she's an older uh, Meryl Nicole Street. Kidman. Meryl Streep. There we go. Okay. Meryl, but Nicole Kidman too. too sure. And even what's that? What's that? Uh, a- Amy. Um, Not the comic. Oh man, she was in the the fighter. Was that the, the fight uh, with Christian Bale and? Oh, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Amy something. I forget her name. It's like a like a. She's a great. Simple actress. last name, right? Yeah, like a, is, yeah. I, I, why I can't I her place her name? Whitaker. Yeah. I just sure. made a guess. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. She's fantastic, right? So anyway, you all. have these these actors, actresses. Okay, they're winning awards and shit because they're putting on great performances. Period. And the scripts that the, that the scripts that they're in that that were written for 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 that whatever the movies the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Those moments captured mm-hmm. are of a quality. Yeah, it's a they're, whole it's a whole box of quality. I mean, if if. If Brad Pitt were all looks, we wouldn't be talking about him. I agree. You know what I mean? If, Correct. Fully right? agree, man. So I mean, I if fully uh, agree. and who's I'm trying to think of an of an actress who's like dynamite hot, but is also a fantastic Who backs it up a- actress. Um, uh, like fantastic. There's a million of them. I'm trying. I mean, to think, like, I'm a Liv Tyler fan for some reason. Okay. That, but that, she, I think she's a very interesting actress who has a very interesting look. That that Alicia Vic, Vikander or something. She was Tomb Raider. I oh, mean, like sure. that—that that movie, you know. I mean, that's not her best, but she was that. Uh, she was in that movie um, where she was a robot, and it was about robots, kind of guy, whatever. Anyway, she was awesome. She's a great actress, but she's also like stunning. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, now, in ten years, do I think we're going to still be talking about her? I think so, because based on the track record of, you you have to you have to offer something that we're not getting. Period, and it might be just. Keeping a standard of acting alive, that might be enough for acting. Now, in music, I know because I know we're musicians, that's where we started, but like mm-hmm. eventually, this fashion and fanciness of this music industry, where you know, the Drakes, the Rihannas, I'll even throw her in there. I mean, she's amazing, but Beyonce. I, th- I thought the Drakes were an indie band of some sort. And I was like, <laughs> I Drakes, am so that's uncool. Funny. That's oh so my funny. God. The Kanye's. <laughs> Right, uh, and we can keep yeah. we can keep going oh, yeah, here. The, what, what's the, the guy sky. from Maroon Five? Like Adam that guy, Levine, Adam Levine, Pitbull, you know, all these guys. Pitbull, Pitbull's a great example, mm-hmm. right? So, in thirty years, are the people who are looking back on the on the last three decades, are they gonna? What are they gonna pick as truly valuable music to the culture in the time of now? Like truly. Now, we're going to be talking about musicologists and some sort of journalists, maybe, right? Are they going to pick Adam Levine? Are they going to pick Rihanna? Are they Correct. going to pick Kanye? Well, people who are Correct. people who I'm not saying they won't, are by very, the way, but sure. very heady with their music are not going to pick the, the pop stations. But I will say the majority of the world will be talking about all those aforementioned people sure. in 10 or 15 years because sometimes... I don't think all products that exist in the world were meant to fill a need. Sometimes I think the need was created by the product. So I actually think because of the fear of missing out, Mm. I think people didn't fucking need Rihanna, let's be honest. Although some of her tunes are fantabulous. That's the thing. People didn't need Rihanna, but marketing and PR, everybody thinks they need Rihanna. So, how am I going to, when I'm at my, if I'm 
if I'm at my 25th year high school reunion and Rihanna plays, you bet my finger guns are going in the air and I'm going, well, yeah, yeah. this defined my childhood. <laughs> well, yeah. that right there. Nostalgia. That right there. I didn't want to cut you off, but uh-huh. that was what I had in my no, mind. Good. I hope we all cut each other off. Nostalgia. This is what no, no, this I just is. wanted you to, I wanted yeah. you to like, keep riffing. But in my mind, that sentiment was, I, I think maybe third. I have, I have a bit about this. It's about... Uh, it's a comedy bit about defining the quality of music. And I'm like, you basically define your quality of music by what you can see being played in old folks' homes mm. when you're of that yeah. age. <laughs> yeah. When I am playing canasta with my buddies and the old, yeah. are, are they going to be playing? Yes. That's true. Pitbull and the, songs the answer is right. yes, in the card are. room. But that's yes. different. Then what? Well, so to, but to Kat's point, though. Because how I many think, songs are being played? Sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, you're good. How many. People who are, let's say, getting into the old folks' homes. Okay. What are they listening to, right? And are they listening to it for anything other than, this reminds me of my life. Mm -hmm. And arguably, are some of those songs or artists or whatever albums that they're listening to, could we judge it in a way of like, oof, man, the production quality of this song is trash. Mm -hmm. This song is just basically a kid's song, but, Mm -hmm. you know, music was a lot different. It had an attitude to it on it mm-hmm. and maybe that's why whatever um i'm ta- i'm really i'm talking about you know me i mean you yeah. know me i i always care about like what are we now you say music industry take it with the industry out take let's take music as an art form mm-hmm. going back to all the way back to bach and beethoven mozart michael jackson is included in that for sure i don't care what anybody says about who he was but the art he created was is yeah. is in that Miles Davis. We can mm-hmm. keep going. John Coltrane. Every, yeah, so okay. Many. Beatles. Um, that that's sort of like a. Uh, it's part of our music history on this earth, right? Yes. We don't know where it's going, but we can affect where it does based on what were the virtues and the, and the values of those artists and those creators. What were they trying to co- to accomplish? I I, I honestly think. They were trying to accomplish not just having a job and making a living off of creating music, but like giving something, uh, opening a new door to excite themselves. I've never heard this. You know what I mean? So let's create it. I've never heard this. I love this sound. I'm going to work so fucking hard on it that nobody's heard heard anything quite like this. It, It might be like such a primal like, well, I need the, I need to hear what's in my head. That seems a, to be the part you know, that lacks right now. Right now, yeah. Now, yes. granted, yeah. I will. I, I just want to go on record to say this. Name 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 the shittiest food you can think of. McDonald's. Okay, cat. McDonald's. Okay. I can say I do not eat McDonald's. You can both vouch for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even McDonald's serves a purpose in the history of restaurants. It, yes. it serves a purpose. Is it a quality purpose? Eh, well, no, not necessarily, but it serves a purpose. So even the even the, the shitty surface level music that comes out, mm-hmm. that's that look, I, there we all know in this room there are songs that were top 10 hits that probably got made in the span of 20 hours. Yeah. Top to bottom, right? I mean like any Jordan Sparks song. I mean, right? Like so <laughs> Whatever it I is. Throw my hands up in the air. It, right? Okay. But even that song, <laughs> that. even that song, yeah. 
to some degree or another, like you said, serves a purpose in our musical history. Yeah. Right. And so I, I'm not here to judge any kind of music. Right. I can, though, speak to its quality. I'm not here to judge McDonald's. McDonald's is fucking I'll garbage. I'll judge him for it. That's for garbage, you. dude. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It's garbage. It is. But they serve a purpose. Yeah, I think it's literal styrofoam. Well, right. But yeah, they I mean, serve a purpose. Let's, uh, and I'll it's just define fun. it. I'll just, it's fun. I'll just define it real fast, right? Um, like, yeah, it's, it's really cheap, really fucking cheap food. Eat, it's on every, you know, sure. corner Very of every accessible. drag, right? Very accessible, yeah. And, and you know, you could drive through to get, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. get out of your goddamn car. Mm-hmm. It's convenient. It's convenient. Uh, and, yeah. So And to me, that's pop music. That's It's that's, accessible. It's convenient. That's the model we're, we're still in in yeah. the industry. Well, yeah. the t- they find was, a formula that people can easily digest. Mm-hmm. It's I've, not hard to make. I think, feel satiated because it's salty. Honest to God, though, I yes. think people are eating too fast. And I don't think I people. I, I think people are eating too fast. You say you used to shuffle around in CD stores and record stores. Mm-hmm. Same. And once I shuffled through which CD cover was the most attractive, which again, let's be real, that's another marketing ploy. It's sometimes, all part of the plan. Sometimes the then this is an aside. The best music is with just a black cover, um, but the. Oh God, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, you would spend, you would go home. And because we weren't distracted by 700 things or my phone's going off or it's mm-hmm. making a noise or the dog's barking or whatever, yeah, uh, I could actually listen to that music. Right. The fact that you could listen to a whole album. And also because cell sitting. phones mm-hmm. weren't prevalent I among society. Because cell phones were prevalent among society, business was conducted differently. Sure. A lot slower. They weren't a lot vying more patient. for your attention. People weren't vying your, for your attention. And also, yeah. you could get back to your boss, not in a minute, but you were allowed the 24 hours to go, mm-hmm. I'll get back to her later. Yeah. Th- this will be fine. I'm actually going to have my, my me time and light yeah. a candle. Me and spend time with the music. Now, mm-hmm. that way, it can be chewed, if we're using the eating analogy, savored. savored I can pick, I, then I noticed the time that Damien Rice put into his folk song. Wow, he must have mustered up a lot of energy to, to create that song. It must have, who knows how long it took him, but it, it, you know, the, it's a masterpiece. But then I think for as quickly as we eat, na, 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 come on, come on, come on. For the amount of time it took to create that song, I think that's as fast as we chew. It's like instantaneous. You're right, and I think like, I think there's various kinds of people in the world and there are probably zero people in the world who go, I'm going to, I'm going to make a nice dinner tonight. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to pour a nice glass of wine and then I'm going to unwrap this Big Mac and eat it. You don't do cause it's not. I'll eat th- that thing in two shits. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to hold make, it in one hand while I'm driving with the other. Thank you. Well, that, that was, that, that was my point. That yeah. too. The I simultaneity. Yeah. Not to savor it. Correct. I eat it to fill my, to, I'm going to throw down my gullet. Yes. While and now, scrolling through my news yeah. feed on so fucking what, yeah. So what's your hat? What's your habit of attention now? Your habit toward food now is that food is not art. Yeah, precisely. What is your habit toward your phone now even, which actually gives you art. Our phones has miles upon miles of light years of everything of art on it called YouTube and sketches and comedy and everything. But we still don't even give credit to that because 
because while we're watching our art, we got our phone propped up on our dinner table. We're also eating food and talking to our friends and also on the phone with someone else. Mm -hmm. So now not even the art that YouTube gives us or or if we're scrolling through the Louvre's online website photo gallery – we're not even taking that in. We're not even paying attention. That's why I think the next thing, now that we're behind the scenes at Lady Gaga's living room, I think something, I don't want to think this, and I'm probably wrong, but it's funny to think, shouldn't the next thing just to be getting naked with Lady Gaga? Because no. what's going to get your attention? No, it's not. And here's, and I this agree. Is a, this is a topic that, I, that we talk about a lot uh-huh. individually, and we've talked about mm-hmm. it, and the three of us have talked about before. I devil's advocate a lot, by you the way. Do. Sorry, everybody. That's good. No, it's, it's good for conversation. I'm, just, I'm bringing no, up it's conversation. No, it's, good. it's good for it's good. conversation. And getting but, fired up. But to this point, I say the answer is no. That's not the answer because mm. that would be like the CEO of McDonald's going, uh-huh. God damn it. How are we going to get our people to light a candle and pour wine while they're eating our goddamn McRib? That's not their clientele. It ain't their people. So the people who want more and more and more and more from Stephanie Germanata or whatever her name is. You know what? Yeah. They're not going to get it because that's not who she's after. You're fucking right. Damien Rice, no one knows who he is. He's the blower's daughter guy, if you guys know that song. But uh, he's also done a bunch of other cool shit. He he's like the king of not releasing stuff quickly, mm-hmm. and also his music videos are slow paced, etc. And he, he's involved in a bunch of other shit. He's I, very arty. Very arty. But one thing he didn't get sucked into that another band, um, Maroon Five, got sucked into was literally warping what they were, which was like this jazz they were funk like a jazz band, fusion they were band. That first two, so those first good. two albums. Now really he's good. literally a Jamaican man. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? So talk yeah. about yeah. acclimating to yes, yeah. you're right. We don't have to get naked with no. Stephanie Ger- Germanata or whatever. <laughs> and I would argue and we talk about this all the time when we go to some of our favorite restaurants together. Oh look, here we go. Look <laughs> me as he's a talking music food now. Me as a music creator. <laughs> so <laughs> me as a music creator, and I'm on a fucking soapbox right now because this, this topic it. to me is I like, love it. it gets me wound up. I don't think as a soapbox is tall enough for this, I love his it. lip. But you're right. I'm on, I'm more like on a you're goddamn, on, like a forklift, a stoop. I'm on the top rope in my wrestling ring right now. <laughs> oh, God. Now, me as a music creator, <laughs> if I, if I wanted to open up, if I compared this to restaurants, now I'm a, I'm a chef and I make creative. Burgers out of Kobe beef mm. and high. Qu- I'm like daikon radishes. Like I'm like I'm gonna try to get creative. How and does I'm he gonna, even know what that is? I I'm gonna try to get. I'm, yeah, right. Cultured. I'm gonna try to add. And that's because he's from New Jersey, North no, Jersey, dude, and, that and word central. Yeah, that word ahead. cultured. Yeah, is everything in this conversation. And what does that it mean? Is. What does cultured mean? So at I'm its gonna now. Di- I'm yeah. gonna now take this thought. Of an American hamburger, which when people yeah. think hamburger, mm-hmm. most people think McDonald's. Yep. Garbage. God. Plastic. Thank God I yep. don't. And I'm going to go, nah. No, 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 no. I'm going to change this shit. Now, when I open my restaurant, okay, fucking Dick's Burgers, if <sighs> I don't get as many customers as McDonald's. Cat, cat didn't like the name Dick's Burgers. Whatever, man. <laughs> then don't come to my restaurant. Continue, not- Richard. Richard's Burgers. <laughs> if I don't have as many customers as McDonald's, that's not my competition anyhow. Yeah, you shouldn't close shop. So are you dialing right? that you back? You shouldn't close shop just because 
pe- there are more people who are more likely to go. That's correct. Because you could they're be. Not, in, yeah, exactly. You're so not, not your my clientele. Don't, they're not my and people don't, anyway. It's exactly. very easy to be intimidated in today's society. Absolutely. Because success, like no, like success at no time in history, is achievable within freaking an hour. You could go viral in an hour or less. A second. Because mm-hmm. success, and I'm putting success in air quotes, can be achieved, the perception of success, I mm-hmm. should say, can can be ach- achieved in, very quickly that the artisan hamburger you're describing could, during one of Dick's weak moments, could get a twinge of jealousy toward my overnight sensation of my plastic hamburger. Yeah. Or AKA a viral video. Why does why does Kat get a viral video? She's just a stupid comedian. She was just picking her nose on that, and now she's famous. And not only is she famous for picking her nose on YouTube, people are listening to her music, and that's heavy shit. I'm I'm rich. I'm a musician, and no one's listening to my shit. I'm gonna become Maroon Five. And just do what they do. And do what they do and start acclimating myself. I forget right. why we got into this well, no, subject. That's, but that's my point exactly is yeah. that yeah. I think as musicians, we get really like – it's daunting. It very much and, is. and viral yeah. viral success aside. And I viral use that success, as just a very – Sure. You know, on the spec- – But just take – Heavy – Just take stardom. Sure. Right. Okay? Right. Just because you're not a star mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. mean you're not a dope-ass musician. Exactly. Correct. Thank you. Those are not you. one yes. and the same. They're not the same thing at all. Just because you're not McDonald's doesn't you mean know you don't have the fucking mm-hmm. best hamburger we ever had. This is how I live my life. Fuck Dunkin' Donuts. I wish they all shut down. That is okay? a useless pile of oh bricks. Oh my god, dude. We just and found I'm referring out that, to their well, fucking okay. donuts. Yes. Oh, let's just talk about this. Anthony we, we just, just spent $1,800 on our coffees earlier. <laughs> okay. He's such I, a coffee snob. I, 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 love, I love coffee so much. Um, the more artisan you get, I love it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Now, is that pretentious to some people? Not, sure. And I don't give a fuck. Okay? Because but they don't cle- like art. They're clearly, not culture. Yeah, but you know what though? I don't even care about them because they're, yeah. they're clearly, they're not interested and that's great. And you go have your Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I don't yeah, care. that's for them. Okay. That place was not pretentious, by the way. That guy was passionate about his coffee. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, man. I agree with you. Uh, um, it was amazing. Yeah, and he had that cool hat on and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, so anyway, and, you know, it was cool. It was cool that they roasted it there, that they roast the beans there. It's incredible. But in the last year or two, the amount of coffee shops like Skidoo, for instance, yes. right? Uh, that have popped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like there's an infection and, uh, you know, um, Say getting, infestation, getting bubbling, bubbling of uh, yeah. incrustations. Uh, what, what do we get when you get hives? It's oh, like okay. hives. It's like you got hives, and oh, there's this infectious mm-hmm. thing about coffee. One pops up, then five right? pop up, yeah. and thirty pop yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I getting mean, hives like, right not now. Not to say that that's a, It's not a negative thing. It's a. I think it's a cool thing. Uh, and I've tried. Don't get me wrong. I've tried all of them that are mm-hmm. in my area. Like I, I always get excited when a new one. Even mm-hmm. a restaurant. I, what did I tell you guys? Hey, guys, you want to go to this halal Thai restaurant that I just yeah. saw? Because yep. I'm on the lookout for things like that. Which yeah. was closed, right? by the it was, way. It wasn't open yet, but you know, no explanation. But we either. went to the go get Greek respect. food, which was awesome. Like we're trying Paul's to get restaurant. an experience out of our, out of just our food, out of what we're consuming. Right. That's a whole so, other podcast that we could start right now. It's true. Yep. <laughs> but, but I want, I want, like, I want, and we talked about this when we were. I was at. I was at Cat and Rich's house and I cooked for them. And but we were just talking about their holidays. And, and you said that your aunt, Rich, uh, uh, cooked this. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just one of those cooks Egg where everything farm. that she makes everything. just is just like, 
Oh my God. And then you're also not like gluttonly uh, stuffed. You, you feel nourished. You, mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? And I, and I said to you, I was like, does, does, she, does she love to cook? And you said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, and that's what you get when somebody really loves what they're doing. They, they cook with love. You taste it. You, yes. it, it nourishes you, right? There's it something about that. It tastes different. I, by the way, you can't write that shit down to nope. a businessman nope. and, and explain nope. it to him. He'll go, Nor fuck, can you what teach the fuck it are you talking anybody? about? You know what can't you can write down, though? Fucking drum packages and loops and no. recycled I mean, sure. shit. <laughs> but here, here, here's really what it comes down to my, my main point. Yeah. Is if I can have an experience, like a romantic experience with walking into a cafe and mm-hmm. getting a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. right? Like to the point where it's changed my life for the worse because I <laughs> will spend money on <laughs> coffee and like that I shouldn't spend on coffee. Um, but no, if you could do the same thing with a restaurant that... This is a new type of dish. Maybe it's a fusion of two cultures. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And is the chef talented? I care about shit like that. Do you mm-hmm. remember when we went Very to that one too. place They're where the artist. chef came to the table? Yeah. Uh, we got those. What did we get? Uh, what, what, what was the, the place called? Um, in uh, Clark? I, I don't think I was Or was with it you. in uh, it Westfield? Was the, it was Paragon. Paragon. That chef oh, was cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. a cool guy. He clearly had like a, a yeah, style a about thing. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had his craft, right? Mm-hmm. It was great. Food is great. I've been there a few times since then. Hmm. So, okay. Does that guy have a national audience? No. No. Now, um, we could say the same thing for what Joe Rogan taught us, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Joe, or off, really offered us, and he's been doing it for 10 years. So don't get me wrong. It took a time. It had an, its evolution. But mm-hmm. we're talking about this guy basically said, hey, guys – um, if you really want to hear real deep conversations, same with Mark Maron, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. If you want to have deep conversations with the people that you like, famous people, whatever, um, you know, I don't know. You're not going to get – when you watch my podcast, you're going to get, first of all, a longer conversation than the five minutes you see on Jimmy Fallon right. with those same people. Ugh, yeah. So mm-hmm. – and, you know, they kind of like fake it up a little bit on yeah. TV. It's They're a shame how short suit. it is. And it's an interview it's, as well. It's an interview, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so scripted. I mean, I, I like that. Definitely. I, I like I mean? that no late night show, but it's so short. But yeah. like apparently the numbers are really low for, for – than they've ever been for mm. things like that. I mean, may, uh, in terms of cable, I don't know right. online, maybe with mm. video clips. You're but, right, 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 right. But Joe Rogan's audience is huge, right? Yeah, he's on top of the world. Huge because they're they're – they're having, they're offering something we weren't getting, which was a real authentic conversation mm-hmm. with, with the people who are trying to get in the room with. Did they create that need? Because you were like, ooh. Who create, who, did who create the need? Did the comedian, did the famous people create the need that I needed to hear no. them talk? Or no. do you it, think I already needed to hear Mark Maron talk? I think you needed it. Why? It's, That's what I I, think, that was my question this Well, that was time. the point I was trying to make earlier. I don't know if I needed that. I think you do. And I think it's the I, reason I, why I these people did. are very successful. I have a question then for you after this, once you say that. My, look, so when you hear a Damien Rice song. Mm-hmm. For the first time, mm-hmm. not not now, because you're already a fan. Mm-hmm. Whatever made you a Damien Rice fan, mm-hmm. you probably yearned somehow to get to know what made him tick, which further romanticized whatever he was singing mm-hmm. about. If he's singing about how he's a fuck up mm-hmm. and a and a loser mm-hmm. for cheating on somebody or whatever, mm-hmm. you're like you're listening to his tune and you're not going. Oh, I like this because I can relate to this because I am also a fuck up. You're going, holy shit, man. I, some part of you is going, all right, I, I got to know what this character is all about. I got to know what. 
I, something yeah. about this on a yeah. deeper level. I th- I think though I think though if we're going ape shit over the artists in coffee and the restaurants, the local restaurants and like and now with podcasts, right? We're having you're listening to authentic conversations, right? Eventually music will catch up and get the hint. I agree. I fully agree. And people like the major stars who aren't offering something like undeniably great. Like I think an undeniable great performer is Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You can't argue that. Yeah, you right? can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like her or not, I mean, you have to admit. You know, can I say the same for her, whatever, Jay-Z? I don't know, maybe. But like I'd much faster say Nas. You know for what I mean? sure, yeah, he's a Q-tip. legend. Q-tip. Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie, Tupac. But then like I'm talking about top shelf top tier people who are in the spotlight i gotta be honest with you i don't give a fuck that's where i live in the, i don't i ignore that i'm looking and i'm digging in that fucking basement fucking uh um into the uh, dj crate uh, <laughs> closet for like that one oh there's one left of that artisan beer or that or that particular liquor if we're talking about liquor like top shelf mm-hmm. i'm digging for that even if it's one left and I will hunt down where they make it just to get more of it. And that, to me, might be somebody like I, told, I talked about. I, I saw Jordan Rakai. You know what I mean? And I found him on this small little like uh, uh, drum, drummer community that's on Instagram, which is awesome, which is so cool. And, and then I went to see him in, in Brooklyn, and the show was the, what I heard on the record – um, and I'm not used to this, but what I heard, the energy that I heard from his music on the record, I felt that live in person when I saw the band. You're not used to that? I'm not used in to that. In what way? Because... In that you expected or you never expected that? All right. I love the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. but even they sometimes don't necessarily sound how they sound on the records. Right. Mm-hmm. His voice is sh- kind of shot sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he screams, he'll, t- he'll admit to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. nightly, it's like rough. His, he's going deaf, I think, because mm-hmm. his guitar volume is louder than anything else. This is after Jeez. the last two times I saw them. I noticed this. You know what I mean? So there we go. We were talking about a balance of, like, mix on stage. Now, you're a stickler for, like, it's got to be balanced, Christ, don't get right? me started. Yeah, we, that's a whole other side yeah. to Low you, Low stage right? volume, same with Same with Cat, you yeah. know? So anyway, so that's just one thing, right? We can't guarantee that what we're given on a record that we're going to get live. But with Jordan Rakai, I got that shit live. Gotcha. Robert Glasper and his uh, crew that he goes with, Chris Dave and, and I, I think I've talked about it on this podcast, but uh, Derek Hodge on bass, they create a, an experience that is unlike anything I've ever seen because they're highly skilled jazz artists, right? But love hip-hop. So they, again, there's a, there's a path that's carved, follow this and you'll be successful. Well, they were doing that until they all went... I'm not interested in that, though. I guess that's that jazz world, that straight-ahead jazz world Mm. that's just trying to recycle and recreate what's already been done. Right. Robert Glass was like, I want to do hip-hop. I want to get into that world because, I I mean, like, I love it more than jazz. So then then he starts working with hip-hop artists. Uh, He gets a drummer that can is like a fucking drum machine, can recreate. (laughs) The bass player is is somebody who – if you asked him who his wife was, it's the bass guitar. Aww. He has a relationship <laughs> with that bass. Like when I watched Derek Hodge play, I, the, the intimacy between him and that instrument, he spent 
yeah. years of his life on that instrument, right? Mm-hmm. And he's able to recreate, again, recreate things in the moment with the drummer and create those hip-hop vibes that, but it's authentic in its own way. It's, it's something familiar and new at the same time, right? So why is it that Dave Chappelle is showing up to those shows and most deaf and Bilal? Bradley Cooper was there. Sasha Baron Cohen was there. Uh, people, I mean, like, like big people who are top-shelf names word of, word are, of mouth. I don't know. are coming to the basement. <laughs> right. To get a sip of that one little, you know, specific flavor. So, I don't know. In time, it's all going to sort itself out eventually. See, I think... If you got really nothing to offer, like, I can bring up the Pentaton. Wait, I don't understand your application like of that story. What, what are you applying that to? I'm applying it to that when you were talking there, about with mus- music industry not, like, when is it, when, when are we going to learn? Is it ever going to be not uh, McDonald's? I, I feel like eventually. Oh, I th- it, yeah, it's I don't not, think it's the whole thing is like McDonald's. The spotlight is not mm-hmm. going to show the valuable shit. It never really will. It never did. Never will. So and, I, and I argue that it should never. I think. Yeah, con- I agree with that. Now, contemporary. Now that yeah. content it could be created in your pocket, mm-hmm. you know, by just taking your phone out of your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Like if now if that if that ability is abused, you're gonna get garbage. Absolutely. Shit in, shit out, right? Absolutely. If. But if that if that um, if that ability ability is is like honored in the same tradition of like just learning an instrument, you know, I think I think I, there's a I think there's there's a flip. I think it's the same coin. It's two sides of one coin, and there's two ways, in my opinion, to look at the state of music right now. I think you can either look at it as my mission as a musician is to change the industry standard from McDonald's to a quality. Product, right. yeah, that's want, one I, way to I look wanna, at. It. I want the listeners to to change a little bit, I'll, if I'm honest. But I'll, there's here's an here's Go another ahead. alternative. Number two, I think there's two ways to look at McDonald's. I think one, you can look at them as a greedy, shit quality uh, provider of food, or you can look at McDonald's as every single day they they single handedly. Feed, and I'm using air quotes for the listeners, 1% of the population of the entire earth mm-hmm. every day. Very cheaply, yeah. by the way. So my point here is, is that even McDonald's hmm. deserves a place in, I don't know if restaurantourism is a word, but that, in the restaurant food chain, no pun intended. If we, were to, if we were to eliminate McDonald's and now make Richard's hamburgers the new standard of cuisine first of all no one could ever aff- it's ne- afford to eat there's a no way we out. can make it cheap enough right to to provide whatever nourishment whether it's quality or not because an artisan is making it because an artisan's making and, it by hand and deserves right so and deserves absolutely and, and if they're using quality ingredients right. the only way they can keep their doors open is to right. be to make a profit on it right yep. like so, so the fact that McDonald's is making a profit and still using cheap ingredients that's you can look at them as monsters. You can look at them as evil or whatever you want to look at them as. But you can also say, well, they're also providing a service to to people where this is sort of their only way. Like people can afford McDonald's, and if they want to get a burger, they can get a burger for a dollar fifty. So, like if they're hankering for, it's not your fan. I don't want that fan anyway. Like when that fan, let's just call it a fan, 
is like, ooh, I could go for a patty. You're not, I'm not going to be raising my hand ferociously, like, look over here, look over here, because they're not even going to consider you because they don't have enough money for you. And more to that point, though, I think I'm equating, obviously, the the metaphor is McDonald's is like shitty pop music or like just low quality, mass produced. That's kind of what I meant by top shelf. I didn't really mean as far as the quality of the alcohol, but I meant like the most visible. Yeah, right. That's what I really mean. And so, in my opinion, now, now that I'm an older musician, mm. I don't want to eliminate McDonald's. Yeah. In my opinion, that's a fly trap. Put the fly trap out. <laughs> let the damn flies that's a good point. buzz around that place. That's make room for me who cares about people who care about music. Yeah, that's and a good I will, point. And it'll make it easier for me to reach people now that they're not all fucking bouncing off the walls. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's like it's almost like, um, yeah. If if the Dunkin' Donuts on every corner, if if you know, if uh, just because they're on every corner and they've uh, saturated right the market for coffee and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But like I don't know this trend of artisan coffee. If that really really takes off like craft beer did mm-hmm. in the last decade, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean like <laughs> last, you you, you yeah. might not see Budweiser on tap. At mm-hmm. many local yeah. bars, and I can I can say, and it's it's awesome to be able to say it now years later. But I remember going fucking Budweiser. I the girls are at this bar, but <clears throat> the bar I want to drink at, no, but no girl would go there. It's because it's right. craft beer. Now that was like a bunch of years ago. Now I could say that like I'm less likely to see that Bud Light or that Bud Budweiser uh, draft thing, uh, tap thing, and I'm more likely to see like maybe a local. Uh, brew or something. Mm-hmm. In fact, Montclair, I live in Bloomfield, but Montclair has its own brewery. There are breweries that are popping up now mm-hmm. locally. Yeah, I mean, there's but, more restaurants. And we were just like literally that. at a cafe that they do their own roast. They yep. roast their own beans. And more to that point, Aunt, years ago, the bar you wanted to drink at, there were no girls at it. Yeah. Okay. But I will say this because they were also in college. No, no, no. Hold on a second. That's, by the way, that's oh, not saying anything if anybody gets offended. I'm not saying that, oh, girls don't like good beer. No, no, no. Did no, not no. say that. No, no, no. That's, I know that's not what you meant, that's, but just to, yeah. just so no, just to just to further bolster the point I was trying to make mm-hmm. earlier. Now, fine, you're not going to go ten years ago to a craft brewery to meet girls. Mm-hmm. You can now. Yeah. But it just wasn't popular enough back then. No, I think well, is what you're yeah. saying. If I'm going to stand, point, point if I'm I'm make, stand here and drink, I'd rather drink good beer. That was my thing. Right. Yes. But the point right. I'm trying to make though is this. Yeah. To the flytrap example. Mm-hmm. If you met a girl at a craft brew house, you're probably going to marry her. Well, I mean, <laughs> may, maybe then. No, no, I'm just saying, right? Because now... More likely. More you, likely. Oh, now, like, the, 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 the trash people aren't in there. Yep. The people who are in that craft brewery are there because they love craft brew. You love craft brew. Now, the girl you meet at a craft brew house, you got something in common right yeah. off the bat. Yo, you could both no, be no pretentious joke. hipsters. Let the fly trap place so down right, the street You're who so serves PBR. Right, You're so yeah. fucking Take right. all these fucking girls off the market, and mm-hmm. I don't have to take anybody out to dinner who I fucking wind up hating in a week. Don't get me wrong. I've had experiences where I met women with great taste in music, but I hated them. Their personalities sucked. <laughs> They they really could not nothing is nothing is constant. Just just to yep. put that out in the world, if you don't use that as as a a, a proper measuring stick for for a woman music okay, taste music taste yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. you know because I've met some very sweet people and they have like a wide range of taste in music but they don't know the artisan shit that I'm into sure and then, but they were great because when I exposed them to it they were like oh my god 
this is great. I yeah. never even knew this existed. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, absolutely. so there's that. But um, no, but like if to your point though, if I did meet a, a uh, some woman and we we were talking and i mentioned like you know oh i'm a musician and then she's oh what do you like to play what do you like to listen to and if i slipped out the the name like robert glasper like i was just talking about or jordan rakai um and she was like oh my god i love i love this album i have a rage and then you hear i have a rage well i was gonna be like oh, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> i have a raging i am music. i have a raging alcoholic you know, hard on hard on Al- heart, heart <laughs> your heart on, on? Yeah. heart on be- no because like Oh my God! Somebody thinks differently. Right. That's it. Somebody, somebody weeds through. Nah, I don't like that. Nah, I mean, yeah, that's there, but I don't want that. Yes, and sure. they found what they wanted, and I, that's a that's 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 a type of uh, trait that I, I really like in people. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that's I wish every listener was like that. If you told me I don't like that style of music because I don't know, you had a real reason for it. But if every li- if every listener was like that. Mm-hmm. You would never truly get to appreciate that unique connection oh, you have with somebody. You know what I, I think? It is? I just think I that to top pee shelf loud so pop. So bad, by the way. I have to pee. So Go ahead. Bad. So feel free. Should to we just chat yeah. while you bounce? Chat, you All right. Play. Can we'll you catch you up. You oh my god. Go for it. Go ahead. Don't I? She's been dying. Well, to, I wanted to. I want to say this. I think because of what Aunt just said was, uh, he said. It's those niche girls that mm-hmm. really resonate with him. And you said, well, without the pot, the, without the fly, without the, pop, the niche itself. Without the fly trap yeah, of yeah. pop or mm-hmm. whatever, however we're describing the normalcies of that, we wouldn't be able to have niches. I think the problem we're talking about is pop in general, which I'm to. <laughs> I'm a dark pop writer, mm-hmm. so like I'm talking about pop like bubblegum shit. Yeah, I've got nothing against is, any of it, by the way. It's louder than normal in this generation. So. I, I, I disagree. I you think, don't think the ad dollars no, are just I, pump, pumped no, into that shit? I think like, in the more? 60s and in the 50s, Same shit. there were bands that were... Go back and listen to the top 40 in 1963. You're going to see like... God, Donny so Osmond and like bland just so white many guys, terrible just the Archies, crap, sugar, sugar, lazy, 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 and it's a great song, great tune. But yep. so is freaking uh, so is uh, na na na, come on, they're great tunes, they're groovy, they serve their purpose. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't, we can't but, say, we can't say the standard for the for mass pop should be. The quality of an artisan song and, and it shouldn't be. Here's but again, like the and Maroon Five got sucked into it, practically becoming a different band. All the mass-produced pop centralities of our life right now, they're taking it to the next level by going, "Come into my crib." Now it's it's Rihanna's crib yeah. show and stuff. So I think they like, had all that. They have, of course, they never, of course they different did. things. But I think now. Ne- what you said about me and um, we had like nine hours now, dude. Yep. Oh God. Uh, what you said about me having a dire curiosity to get to know Damian Rice. Yeah. You were absolutely wrong. I don't know that I meant get to know Damian Rice. I meant more. I didn't he, touch the drums, by the way. Damn it! You weren't gone I, long enough. I want to. She, she was God, still making a so fast. I know. What do you push it out, dude? Like. Does it come out in a spray? Yo, and, you did the same thing the other day. You better wipe that bathroom down. When the when the levee breaks. <laughs> I don't pee on the floor. 
Yo, on on. <sighs> Not to make this all about me, but well, um, I want to get on topic. Yeah, I'll, we'll come back. Yeah. But, um, my old album. I don't know if you ever, you ever hear this song, "Bring It Down," on my old album. I think so. The producer he played a drum track to it, and it's got this garb like trash can sound to it. Oh, really? And he he was we were recording my vocal, mm-hmm. and he said as the intro was playing, "Sounds like a hip hop version of When the Levee Breaks," <laughs> and we kept it on the record because we just thought it was like a cool, weird way to introduce the song. I think I I think I heard that track. Yeah. That was on the um, um, Nove. Like, oh Jesus! Holy shit, that scared the shit out of me. That's weird. I thought the ceiling was gonna <laughs> yeah. come down. I was like, oh, we're done. But anyway, that's just yeah. But to the point, um, was it the Damien Rice point? Yeah, you you were saying. Of course, I'm dying to. Oh, we were talking I, I about wasn't art, artists. Saying- Letting people into their personal lives and their opinions. I think I don't, th- if if he had a podcast, if Damien Rice had a podcast, I would probably make it an effort to not listen to it. That's fine. And so I, I think I think what I said triggered like a marketing trigger in your mind, and okay. that's not where I was going with it. What I meant was, you hear Damien Rice saying, uh, mm-hmm. uh, "What's the." the- this is not what I do. Whatever, keep- dude. You're. I told you that that is not on there, right? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. The keyboard just fell off the. <laughs> the key- the, the keyboard is the size off. of a tic tac. It's gonna look like the wave is gonna look like a, a nuclear bomb. You'll see exactly where it yeah, was. I actually yeah. can't even see the wave. No, there form. it is. It's right there. I can yeah. see it's the right little blip. It, it looks like a big shit. That's still well, tiny. Well, that's it. Like that's a big T Rex. I don't even know one. if we're recording. We are. We're probably on hour three and a half. That's one big pile but of shit. The, uh, the point I'm trying to make about Damien yeah, Rice is that out, I'm not talking about out. marketing. I'm not talking about welcome to Yo MTV Cribs with Damien Rice. Oh God. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> what I mean is that when you hear his artistry, okay. You know nothing about him the first time you're listening to it. No. But there's something in his creation that's of so characters that's so honest. That I love, yes. Mm-hmm. That I think pulls us in as as voyeurs, as as people who want to see into Yes, for thing. some artists, but for me, because I know he's he might be writing from personal experience, I'm sure, but sometimes he might not be because I do the same shit. I write from personal experience, but I also write from a character perspective, which the lines are blurred because no one, unless I tell you the song is written in a character, you don't know what I did. It might be a very hurt, cry, sad song, but it's about a friend of mine, but you're not going to know that. So me wanting to voyeur into Damien's life no, I'm still. You're but, still. You're still thinking. I'm talking about uh, peeking into his life in like this Instagram sense. That's not what I mean. What, what I mean is, I but think I we, just know he's generating. Just to finish the thought, he's not. I'll never know how he's generating those those lyrics because I, I'm never going to yeah, be inside his mind. That's still not what you're I'm talking saying, about. Though, you still want to though, even though you may not, never know. But you, well, I, I think I, just, I would love I to, think she's, I but think it's she's, an invasion of his privacy that I know no, would I, disrupt his flow. Maybe still, I'm thinking too much like a... I still think you're thinking too much like a marketing side of it. And no. I, and I'm trying to... Unless you can identify how you think I'm I, thinking of I, it in a marketing way. Can I bring way. up an example? Yeah, please. Okay. If I had a time machine, yeah. I would absolutely... Without a doubt, one of the things I would do, selfish of me, but I would want to go and be the entire recording process and production process of Thriller, the album. 
and just sit, hmm. be a fly on a wall mm-hmm. to watch Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson and mm-hmm. whoever else was mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Just to see what were they thinking. Absolutely. Is this dude. what you're onto, kind of? It's closer somewhat? to what I'm talking about than getting to net, getting. If Damien Rice writes a fictional piece, okay. I know that you don't necessarily care what what that came from. Although I know you I still do care. I don't care enough to know. Fine. I care. I, I, it is beloved to me because of its. Because I think lyrics and poetry come from a mystery in the brain that not even the artist knows where it comes from. And I have utmost respect for that. So I don't need to right, know so, where Damien Rice lives in order to, ooh, I get how you wrote Nine you're, Crimes. You're, you're, now, you're, you're continuing down the path I don't want you on. Okay. I, I'm not talking about getting to know where he lives to figure out why he wrote a song. What I'm trying to explain is that when I hear Thriller, the song Thriller, there is something about that, like you said, the production, the genius there, of it. There were deci- decisions made that were deliberate. Yes. That that I don't necessarily want to just hear the song yeah. go, holy crap. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, yeah, yeah. there's something in me that yearns to be able to somehow touch whether it's with my emotion spirit or hand mm. a thing that to find the reason why it strikes me on such a deep core a deep note we got on this topic from yeah. talking about what artists are offering via now to up the ante podcasts and peeks into the creative process because that's what the audience wants as we're putting in air quotes well no i, think I it actually came from don't aunt saying no, I think he's saying the opposite. I think this was this was like an hour ago. I know. I'm yeah. saying. Okay. I think. I think his. By the way, welcome to our right. friendship. Yes, this is <laughs> what we do when we hang out. I think Ant's point. We was hold on to grudges because <laughs> no. I think now comedians, uh, celebrities, and whoever else are allowing us to see these honest versions of themselves. It can be related or not to their art. I don't think it matters actually, because on these podcasts that I watch, no one's on there. That's what I'm saying. Promoting yeah, themselves. they're they're allowing these honest, on camera appearances of themselves, and I'm calling bullshit on it. I don't actually think the aud- the audience wants that. I think they want something. I I, I just think it's sacred. I don't want to know why or when Damien Rice said. I want cello pizzicato here. No, but that's what I'm saying is I'm not talking about that. What What are you talking about then, about him being transparent with his audience? No, it's not about... Or me wanting... You're, you're understanding it, what it, I'm trying to say. Me as the audience about. member, me wanting to consume his transparency. I don't think it's about consuming about, transparency. I think it's about just consuming a little bit more. About, Meaning you hear the song on the radio, holy crap, awesome. Now I got to buy the CD. Why? Okay. So I can hear it all the time. Yes. Okay, great. You go buy the CD. Now I want to thumb through the booklet of the CD. Okay. Why? Why? To read the lyrics. Why? Like, how about you heard the song, right? So you want you want more tangible closeness to this artistry somehow. Well, you you love SNL, yeah. right? Imagine uh, seeing the behind the scenes uh, rehearsing of some of the like funniest skits mm-hmm. and sketches that they did. 
blooper reels and stuff. If if SNL, uh, you know, this week released fucking five hours of that shit to put yes. on YouTube, mm-hmm. would you consume it? For me, would you be excited to consume? Absolutely, it? because for me, behind the scenes, um, blooper reels with acting and scripted material, and me coming from a musical theater background, none of that. A lot of it is sacred when a director gets in your face and is trying to get that that cry face out of you and is going like, try to reach down into your deepest, darkest nightmare. That's how you're going to cry about this character. Yeah, that's sacred and you want it to only exist. You want it to only... How can I decipher this? I might, as I'm talking, I might discover my, my answer. You want that to only exist between you and your director from here on out. But I also think because you're... Per- portraying another character to begin with it's always meant from it's always your work is always meant for the audience from inception of you getting the the script in your hand to when it's on stage getting shot on shot on stage by film so i think we're allowed to see behind the scenes stage shit like that with music and I, I'm talking a lot with a lot of ferocity, and I, and I want to tell your audience on Badum Biz that I'm not a genius at this, so I'm kind of formulating my opinion as I go because I'm making new discoveries. Oh, that's cool. I, so I'm not, you also, know, I'm not also, an authoritative person on this. Think. Can I? Can hey, I? But I think original music comes from such a beautiful crevice in your soul that not even you can can understand it. Granted, that's all fine and good. But a script but also. Share, but hold on. But sharing that. Yeah, is what he's talking about. Thank you. But who? But well, no one gets thing, to yeah. touch that. No, but here's no the thing. No one gets yeah. to you touch that. You just shared that. it though. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's you the thing. You just shared that though. As you were talking, you were mm-hmm. you were stirring up something inside me that okay. sort of clicked. Maybe to better explain myself. Okay, so and just, maybe just bear and, with me for a few seconds. And same, I'm not explaining myself great too. So, we as artists, yeah, not and I'm not talking about doing a monkey dance for money. I'm talking about we as artists who create. We're creating so that we can make a true connection with someone else correct yeah okay and i'm not saying giving them what they want necessarily i'm saying we could never know what they want sure doesn't even yes. matter we, we exactly. just hope that when we're being fully honest uh-huh. someone else is willing to take that into their own heart yeah okay yeah, exactly. sure. to me that is that's that's the definition of of love yeah and you know my thoughts on love you can't be in love and be half ass about it. So in my mind, Shit, man. if you're so, not being fully honest, not only with yourself, but with yeah. the people you want to consume your love, mm-hmm. you're lying to those motherfuckers and you're hiding something, not allowing them to fully love you. So to break it down, if I understand this correctly, Anthony is right. As an actress, since that's where my background is, mm-hmm. I am very willing to show people me crying in front of my director yeah. as my background. But with my original music... And I would say only because I'm not practiced in the vulnerability of of that and having like three cameras on my face I'm not tell you while why. I'm creating, I'm not used to the feeling of being behind the scenes. This is how I made this song. This is when I cry with this song. Vulnerable with my audience until I'm on stage. So the b- behind the scenes of original music is a little... Because, because I don't have practice in it. Because I don't have film cameras because, on me all the time. Well, because you were in your bedroom. And I'm in my bedroom. In a private, it was 
you know, you might you're be, right. You might be dealing with shit that you don't exactly know how to feel about it, but this is the these are the feelings that are bubbling up. Sure, those, those you know, pencil to paper, um, you know, lyrics, and it's it's less strict than a theater concept because theater's like first we write the script, then we hire director, then we hire cast, then this, yes. then that, so and at the people, end, sorry, there will involved. Exa- there'll right. always be yeah. one. All you can do. Goal at the end of it. in your state of anxiety, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's like, uh, fuck, I don't know if I can pull this part off. Like, I'm really struggling. Sure. And somehow that performer, we've heard this. Mm -hmm. uh, You could find any interview with any type of performer. I'm sure they say something like that. Like, oh, I was so nervous in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for some reason, they hit a home run Mm -hmm. um, in that moment. And they deliver this this great uh, performance. Now, is it because they were a part of a bigger thing with many... Many more like uh, moving parts, and there was this expectation to live up to, and they happen to be the type of person with the uh, tenacity and the, you know, can withstand that pressure. Sure. Um, that's why they, maybe they're okay with showing that behind the, th- the scenes thing, because it almost. Because it's bigger than It almost them. like shows, yeah. fuck, like if you're going to judge an actor's process, like look at this shit, because mm-hmm. I'm here for 18 hours. Right. Um, and I have to shoot this. I remember, man, I remember, um, I remember, uh, what's the guy who played Frodo? What's his name? Elijah Sean Wood. Astin. Elijah oh, Wood. Yeah, yeah, Elijah yeah, Wood yeah. and Sean Astin. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the end scene in Return of the King? When, 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 did you see that? Those movies? I might have. Was that the second one? For the third one. That was the third one. I didn't one. see the third and one. And that was when Frodo went with like Gandalf and whoever else mm-hmm. to basically go away and be, to kind of live the rest of their life. And you know, it's almost like die. It's almost like dying. But they were just like moving very far away from Middle Earth, right. mm-hmm. because Frodo was just ha- having a hard time being home based on what he went through. Mm-hmm. He just needed to be done with it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they had the. He was leaving his best friends. Mm-hmm. It was so emotional that those scenes, right? Yeah. Well, they. You know, we when you watch the behind the scenes footage of that scene, he talked about it was like six or seven hours of being in that mood because you got to spray as an actor. It's awful. Yeah, and you have to keep. It's beautiful, but it's awful. Yeah, it it, it shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, it shows a lot to, about like. Imagine having to. I guess the only thing I can think of is imagine having to deliver the uh, vows to your loved one, or like uh, propose. Yeah. For you know, over and, and, over and do that six for hours. hours for six hours. Yeah, something very highly emotional every time. Right. Well, so why does the audience love that? Why do we um, love to? I, I, don't, I don't even the, think. I don't even care about the extras on you know the DVD. What? I don't even care about what they love. Uh-huh. I think um, anything that anything that um, educates them, honestly, whether they're acknowledging that it's an edu- it's a it's an in depth look at oh that's how that's done, whether they're interested or not, whether they love it or not, um, uh, it kind of shows like oh that person, wow that's inspirational. Like so that, you think it was prov- it was the artist's idea or the or the producer's idea to create that behind the scenes footage, creating the interest. I mean, if we're really if we're really if we're really talking about it though, like mm-hmm. what are we talking about when when you when I say when I say oh I'm the type of guy that likes to watch the uh, the the commentary on my DVD collection. Yeah. Like when you think about that, I just did a nerd voice. That's what you think about. You think about the nerd, but right. but that person. Is most con- I, I would say then that person is now a, a lot more people now are like that only because it's easier to do. 
I don't want to put the DVD in the thing and then do the thing with the thing. You remember DVD men? You suck, by the way. Can we just say that <laughs> DVD the players cheesiest, corniest, sucked, worst. right? They were they were just. I never fl- had an issue. I, I always had issues with them, right? So anyway, now it's easier with YouTube. Now it's easier with the, the Instagram. Right? Yeah. So because people are able to dip their toe in a more easy way. Yeah. It's not conventional. Now they're like, oh, I'm actually interested in this. That's the thing. The con- the common consumer is. A little ignorant to, to certain, like, um, what did you, you use the word before? It was, uh, had depth or something. You use the phrase. And nuance. I can't, uh, nuance. There we go. They're, they're less likely, they're, they're not very uh, familiar with nuance. So when they're shown nuance, and I think that's what they're shown by when they're watching, um, yeah. when they're watching these stories that maybe some f- celebrities who are able to make yeah. a, 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 an authentic yeah, there's, uh, you, can abuse it. you can abuse, you can abuse the it. system or bastardize it, sure. Of course. But the ones who actually do cool things to be authentic in those moments and actually be real with their fans or whatever. I've definitely sure. watched I commentary mean, on like Nightmare Before Christmas I've done with, it for with so many Tim things. Burton. Me too. And I will say this. You kind of enlightened me here. I still respect, admire... He is in. A, he is shrouded in mystery, even with the commentary so, and everything. Thanks. Bless you. Thanks. Uh, my relationship through the ether toward Tim Burton is did not even change mm-hmm. after knowing what they went through to make that movie, etc. So I guess part of my with the with the music is you know when a musician goes, well, here was my process. Whether the audience, the fan at that point has no idea how music works or knows how all the music works, let's just argue they know how music works. If I start talking about my music, they're still going to respect me, possibly even more. Maybe this is why we give them a little behind-the-scenes snippet, just not not because it's relatable cuz i still didn't feel related to tim burton it's not about relatable now i'm just here's a quick example because you'll never be relatable <laughs> here's a quick example you could just be fascinated with somebody Fascin- and, that's what i like well here's the thing too though. i, I like think, being... i think it's more than what both of you guys are letting on to okay i know it's if like I above come, me i can't if i even... come home from a trip i let's say i went to haiti or something and i'm like i spent a week and on the island and i came back and there was little rock and I'm like, Aunt, I, I got this for you. And you're like, oh, shit, dude. Like, really? Like, you don't have to get me anything, bro. And I'm like, no, man. I, I you know, and I, and I give it to you. I'd be laughing. Right. Actually, but now like, I go. Thanks for getting me coal. Sure. Now I go. And now I say this to you. I go, hey, dude. So funny story about that rock. I was, uh, we were hiking along the cliffside in Haiti. And uh, I was looking over the cliff and we hit this gravelly patch and I wasn't really paying attention and I lost my footing and I almost fell off this 100-foot cliffside, and I was holding on to a fucking tree branch. And I looked over, and I saw this rock that looked like a snare drum, and I said, dude, my boy Ant would like that. And I grabbed it. <laughs> That's that so cool. That fucking rock, you're going to keep that to the day you you're right. die. <laughs> you're right, because there's so much meaning behind it. Because there's meaning behind it. And so, at the end of the go. day, you said, you did that for me? Yeah. I think that's what we get by watching behind the scenes. You see these guys suffering. And you see these actors and whoever else. So you suffered for me to be and able to portray that character. Because when we're watching stage, the sure. movie, it's all selfish. This is for me. 
I'm consuming this. I'm laughing. I'm validating you. This is movie for me. Mm -hmm. It's mine. And then you see the behind the scenes and then you go snap out of it and you go, you, you did this. You did all that so, for my enjoyment? Yes. For agreed. me to enjoy that movie? But you know what's weird? When I listen to music, because music typically, I mean, now people just, people have uh, staff writers who just write for them, which is bull crap or whatever. And no one gives a shit about music. It, so what I was going to say is because the actor went through that to portray someone else. Oh, God, there was so much talking. I, I forgot my point truly, but... <laughs> It's when I listen to music or when we listen to music, to me at least, the way I consume music, even Cindy Lauper, who was pop back in the day, I never believed the feeling I got, never believed it was all for me because of the way music is the person. Music is the musician's life story again for the most part until staff writers started to become a thing and then a bunch of fiction was written and you're, shit you're talking about for me and she keeps going back to like this marketing side of it no 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 I'm no, not no, even no, talking I, about that no, no, I, I, I haven't even I think, brought up marketing yeah, no 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 he, yeah. he's talking about on a primal level you're consuming something always because uh, of your your uh, this is a loose word selfish interest yes I'm you're, actually you're, talking you're, spiritually you're, you, oh, well, you're not no, I don't no, no, feel no, no, I but, really but, am but but Hold on. You're, I know what you're trying to say, and I know you're not. I kind of see what you're sort of sort of missing, right? But I also hear what your points are. Sure, yeah. We're just trying to connect, right? So here, what he said about meaning. The only thing I can think to say about, about the meaning uh, and how that uh, relates to, like, music. Um, there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's a song on Radiohead's last album. It's the last song of the track. And he wrote it because his, he basically, I think, I'm pretty sure this is what it, his wife, and uh, he, they divorced. They have kids. They have teenagers. But they, you know, mm-hmm. they divorced. They were together for a long time. He was probably broken up about it. And he wrote this beautiful song. It's very sad. And that's how the, the album ended. Uh, you know, so the meaning behind that song, when I, when I kind of learned that, I liked the song more. Why? I don't know. I I I felt he was willing to share that. Do you know why, what it is? Why? Okay, Here. that's no, that's a fact. But that's what about his willingness? Did you enjoy? No, uh, here's why. Um, because that's I, what I, I want to get. Have, at. I also have like a, uh, but my history with that band, Radiohead, they're a meaningful group to me because mm-hmm. I, I've had very very depressing times in my life mm-hmm. where I felt so very 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 lonely, mm-hmm. and you feel like. You can't relate to anybody. Nobody gets you. And, and because nobody gets you, nobody wants to bother with you. That, that, that was a thought in my head at a certain mm-hmm. point. When I listened to Radiohead for some reason, I felt as though this, these, these musicians, this writer understands that feeling. For whatever reason, I was convinced of that through the music and through some of the lyrics. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, mm-hmm. whether they intended that or not, mm-hmm. it, it's out of their hands. Mm-hmm. It became, it became meaningful to me, right? Right, your which interpretation is, of which it. is the interpretation, right? And that's art, Interp- the art of interpretation. Which is why so, part of me, and I'm not going to interrupt no, you go ahead, really. Go ahead, yeah. Part of me is like because music and the the lead singer of Coldplay said this on James Corden's Carpool Karaoke when James Corden repeated a, a Coldplay lyric back at him. What's his mm-hmm. name? Chris, oh yeah, Chris yeah. Martin. Chris. Martin? Yeah. And the lyric was wrong. 
and Chris left yeah. and James went, what? Was that incorrect? He goes, I thought that's what it was. And he goes, no. And Chris goes, no, it's okay. Yeah. It's music. It's yours. It's the spirit. That's why if Chris Martin, they, they wound up figuring out the correct lyric because it was karaoke. But that was an honest moment, right? It was a very honest moment. Yeah. And I, th- I thought Chris Martin, to s- if Chris Martin was a, you know, in here right now, maybe he would say, based on that move that he did, mm-hmm. he would never tell you what Clocks was about. But because because it's whatever it, you want it to be, exactly. Matt. It is. It's yeah. whatever you want it to be. That's why yeah. he may not ever have a behind-the-scenes moment with Clocks for his audience. But it doesn't matter. Th- but that that's not... That's the thing. It's like... It's like... Um, <clears throat> it's like... Um, okay, here here's one example. All right, here's another example. Musically. Mm-hmm. Right, where... If you're able to make a meaningful work of art, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, and then because it becomes meaningful to others, that's what where the me- that's really where the meaning the meaning can be for you. But when it when it really truly becomes in the uh, culture where everybody knows it, that's out of your you really didn't do anything. I don't I don't know if you you can't say that you single handedly created that cultural meaning and, and importance and value. So here's Did- an example: Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And the song Yesterday. I, I might have told you guys the story. My per- percussion teacher in, in college, he, you know, he got a lot of like gigs sometimes doing like, you know, being in the orchestra for, and he, he this happened for Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And whatever it was for, who knows. And uh, anyway, so they had the performance, they had the concert, it was great. Okay, they're packing up their percussion shit on stage. The, the stage hands, we've seen this, they're wrapping wires, you know, or not wrapping, I'm sorry. How do we say it? Coiling, coiling wire, uh, cables, coiling cables. cables. Okay, standard. Okay, Paul. This is the '90s, I think. Paul comes out, just wanders on stage, with a camera around his neck, and and they're like talking to each other. It's not something they hear. They're used to. Usually, it's like in the green room, on in the car to the airport, yeah. goodbye. Yeah. No, he's hanging around. Like this is weird. And they're like, oh, what's going on over there? And eventually he's just walking around and he's like kind of like looking at everybody and he walks over to the percussionist packing up and he goes and and they go um you know Mr. McCartney like how how you doing uh, what what can we help you with and he's like oh I just wanted to get a photo with you guys you guys did a great job fucking cool by the mm-hmm. way right yeah. so they take the photo and then somebody from the back of the 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 auditorium the theater whatever it was was no every, nobody in there and then this these two children and a mom were in the back and they start running down and he's like oh yeah come here this is a thing I guess where he knew that they were gonna he was gonna like sign an autograph or something mm. for a fan so he brings them up on stage and then he could have just signed whatever they had and like oh yeah thank you so much bye 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 no you know what he did he bent down on on one knee. He, Talked to the little girl who had like a, this Beatles lunchbox. He goes, what's your favorite Beatles song? Like when he talked, oh, you like the Beatles? You know, and she goes, yesterday. And then he goes, and he starts singing yesterday to her. To her, and looking in her eyes. And, and, and my, my professional teacher said, he's like, I bawled. I had to go backstage and bawl or, or cry or whatever. And, 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 I, and I thought like, wow, I mean, what a fucking meaningful moment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now that song now means so much more to my percussion teacher, mm. to anybody who witnessed that. Even hearing that story, mm-hmm. you can say that yesterday is a more of a meaningful song, yes. right? Yeah. So, um, 
I absolutely fucking was thrilled to hear that story. Yeah. It wasn't a piece of content I clicked on. Mm-hmm. Um, if I never met my percussion teacher, I would have never heard that story. Mm-hmm. Were you so, also thrilled to hear? I, I don't. This is not funny. This question. Were you thrilled to hear that that Radiohead song was about something specific? Did you I, get that it, same it feeling of like, wow? No, it wasn't a thrill, but it was definitely like. Like something about that song seemed very emotional, stirred something up in me that I didn't really quite know. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and and then when I yeah when I learned it that it was probably it sounded like it was about his divorce with his wife. Like oh, like I think the the some of the lyrics were like don't leave. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so then I was like oh man that that and here's another thing I didn't know if that was a was factual or not. I just know that that was what was happening prior to that album coming out that right. he had to divorce. That was oh, what was in the okay. news, right? So I might have just connected dots that honestly may not even connect. Got but it. I thought that was a story. That's, okay. your, that's, that's your connection to it. Oh, then, to it. That's then I'm my diggity story. down with that. I thought you were, okay. I thought that was you know like I mean? staunch fact. That that Because then I was going to ask, well, did that make it less special to you? Because now you, there's no guessing what it's about or applying it to your life. Now no. it's absolutely no, about I mean, divorce. To the, to the point of the story, though, uh-huh. is like Anthony's got a personal dot connection Yes, that has nothing to do with the song mm-hmm. or the creation of the song that we know is fact. Yeah. Right. But yeah. let's say that divorce mm-hmm. was an Instagram story. Ugh. Let's just say. Right. Now, what for whatever re- and I'm saying that I don't want you to attach any kind of um, PR stunt to this, or or just don't take it literally. Yeah, right? don't take it literally. Yeah, yeah. take now, it how then? Take well, just let me get it out. No, he, I'm saying that's how not to take it. How do you want me to take it? Never mind Instagram story. He saw. He just knows from the news. Yeah, Tom York, correct? Was he? He was the one going through it. Okay was going through a divorce during the time that this song was released on an album. Because of the personal connection now that he has to Tom York's life. Yeah, I already had a pre-existing connection to that band. Yeah, they already right. kind of created meaning. You yeah. you had love for them. Yeah, without a doubt. You guys have connected I was stoked to on an emotional that even level. that album was coming out. Right, and this is the point I was trying to make an hour ago about Damon Rice. Cat. Mm. Loves the art this guy create creates. I'm not saying you need to peek in on his personal life. What I am saying, though, is for one reason or another, we as people who consume art need the full scale connection in order to have some interpretation about the art. I actually, or we like knowing it, even if we, it's not a conscious thought. And right? so, well, what I'm saying though is we, like we the, like to hear. Insights. What my- the reason you like Radiohead is because it related to your life. You don't know those guys personally. We know they didn't write those songs well, for you. It wasn't that it related to my like. I, I can't factually say that, but right. I, I felt mm-hmm. like I wasn't lonely. When exactly. I to that so music. Anthony, it's you just connection. fell on the thing that I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to ask the why, and that's why I've been playing devil's advocate so harshly, but also trying to understand what that's you guys are talking about was. Because you and I, Rich, have talked about. I mean, Anthony was probably present during one of these shebangs, but we a lot of shebangs. We, a lot of shebangs. <laughs> shebangs. Um, she. Um, we have spoken about. You just said people want to know 
people want to get closer to that mystery of creation because I actually think we as humans want to be satiated by how it all began. Oh yeah. It seems to me like radio like radio I don't think so at all. I I, Radiohead has a little smidgen of that emotion, that feeling, that thing that rocked you and it we can't put words into it but because like you said, I'm not alone anymore. Oh my god, someone else feels that way and not just from a selfish level that now I, I'm not uh by myself or like some loner, I think it's a more of a connection to the universe. God, I know the G word freaks people out, but I actually think the more we are connected spiritually to other human beings and our reasons for living and our reasons for creating, and since creating is kind of like, I don't know, the theme of the universe, let's just say. Ooh, I like that. I actually think it connects our need to look into your creative processes, whether it's in your living room, in a park, in your fucking basement, the more we can observe and absorb your creative processes, that let's be real, no one knows where the fucking creative process comes from, i.e. God or whoever your higher power is. It just makes everybody feel less alone. So if I did know how, if I wanted to know how Nine Crimes was written, I can guess how it was written. But once I really know how it was written, my fear at first when you said that was now the way I want to imagine how it was written will forever be gone and I will only know the truth. However, in the truth peels back a layer of God that I don't think I would have ever known if I didn't ask Damien how he wrote the song. Because I have to trust that that creative spark, as it were, which I think is just that universe that binds us. Now I'm connected to a human, what is he, Irish? Mm. Holy shit, I'm not so alone anymore. I'm connect- a guy in Ireland feels the same way I do. Or a guy in Ireland feels a feeling that I've never felt. Maybe I should consider that feeling. Maybe that's been the void in my life this whole time. And Maybe I should write to my mother who I never talked to. By the way, I talk to my mother all, all the time. That is what art is that's all about. That's what art's all about, and that's, isn't it? So, yes. It could be, I love this song, and I, I don't know why. And I don't know why. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and it could be those, now, those reasons which are very specific and deep below the surface, that might actually be the truth. But the person, let's say, isn't, familiar with that side of them and for whatever reason that mm-hmm. that song uh, or that moment in this film or mm-hmm. this like dialogue in this podcast interview between these two people mm-hmm. whatever it, they were filled with they were connected to that part for some reason that below surface emotion maybe that maybe it's just not present in their life either way it could be any of those factors but that that is what right we're talking about in terms of meaning. You're yeah. saying the emotion they use is not <clears throat> actually present in their life? Meaning the the uh, the emotion that they felt when they absorbed that little piece of content. Okay. Whether it was a YouTube video, whether it was yep. a t- cassette tape. Fuck, mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who cares, really? Yeah. They consumed it. They, it, it, it brought about these feelings, yep. and they loved it. They didn't know why they loved it. Yes. Right? Those, yes. Those I have a... All yeah. the music I've listened to mm-hmm. is that. 
And that's, you know, maybe defining it for you, because I've heard Steve Carell say something about um, uh. when it comes, because I think they talked about like, it was a podcast interview. They were talking about like the, the bloopers and the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. that like I absolutely love to go on YouTube or I had, I actually have all the DVDs to all the office seasons and I would go and I would do each DVD. I would do the commentary. I'm a fucking nerd. I would go and watch the bloopers. I like that shit. And I mm-hmm. love like when they're trying to do a scene and you know that scene, it's such a funny scene, but you see a different take of it and then they laugh and they yeah. crash the, the scene. Right. And that is even more meaningful and special to me. Steve Carell said he doesn't like that. It takes the, uh, the realness out of, out of out of those moments for him, but he's also an actor, so he's he is Michael Scott. You know what I mean in the right. office, Steve Carell. Like yeah. I believe that he sells. Oh, like me when that, they intentionally derail a scene. No, he, he. It's not that he. That that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about like yes. Oh, when they show it. When they show it. Or no, I'm sorry, I don't want to misquote him. He said something about he doesn't care to watch those. Yeah. In other forms of things. So uh, yeah. if he grew up watching Abbott and Costello, let's say. He wouldn't be interested at all. It would not he doesn't touch. Want to see them break. He doesn't want to see the behind the scenes yeah, yeah, yeah. working out of the final product. And it's interesting. The, the only thing I can think to, to 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 make this like even more clear is like if your favorite band or musician or something like that, if you watch them shed the parts out on. If I me, my favorite drummer, I watch them practice on right. a pad. Like actually, that would be boring to me to see them. Oh, there there's that rhythm that he was, cre- you know. Right. Because it, whatever. But for other people, they they don't want to see the behind the scenes because they like the final product because it feels so real to them. I'm a so, mixture of that so, because I think the best chemistry, although in the behind the scenes creation, that is where the actual mixing of the chemicals happens. Mm-hmm. But the explosion happens on stage where you actually see the the results of your experiment, and you can continue your experiment on stage. It's funny, we bl- we grew up, I think everyone grew up as far as film is concerned, when bloopers started in that blooper culture where bloopers were always at the end of a movie. Mm. So we were just, we're, for me, I was like, oh, that's just very common that yeah. these actors will break mm-hmm. or like Jim Carrey will do something stupid to like yeah, mislead yeah. something or whatever. And I was like, that's funny, haha, I like that. Yeah. But my, my innate reason and being is more like Steve Carell. And I don't know I why. It. I don't know. I can't put an actual definition to that reason, but I actually don't want to see you fuck up. I get that. I understand that. You have a respect for the craft and a respect for the final product because that's what they intended us to be moved by. Yes. The final chemistry, the final balance. I I think in retrospect. The alignment of the planets. For me anyway. And it's not true. I mean, it's not for everything. I don't want to watch blooper reels of... uh, Law you know, and order. Yeah, right. I was going to say like some <laughs> of the Godfather. <laughs> right. I don't want blooper reels of Scarface. You can ask, I'm just so, kidding, guys. So why? Exactly, which is probably what you're getting at. Yeah, so, why don't you want to see? Well, yeah. because I think there's some things that are so intentionally produced to create this landscape that they want you to live in. Everything is produced that way. Yes. Yeah. All right. For the, for the sake of the conversation, we can say everything is, but I also think it up to, an, it, maybe, maybe one of the reasons why Steve Carell doesn't want to watch an Abbott and Costello blooper reel is because those two guys were so revolutionary in what they did for comedy that if they, maybe if Steve Carell saw that they were just too, Drunk, regular oh, people, yeah. it might take away from their genius. I don't know. It's like people learning that James Brown, 
you know, right. piece of shit. Yeah, to, like they say, to, don't to ever meet your hero. Yeah, kind of right? like right? that. The phrase, yeah. don't ever meet your hero. I think it's it's not universal that you need to see the behind the scenes. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you need to see behind the scenes of anything, by the way. I'm just saying for some things... I think when you truly have a like a holy crap moment, it's it's it can be even more special when you see a glimpse at what someone went through. In the example of like give it, they gave you a gift. I could have left that that's rock. Good, that's a good example. Does it make I you cherish it more? Yeah, that's why. That's why I came yeah. up with that example about that rock. It right. could have been enough for him to be like. Dude, you went on vacation with your wife and you you thought about me? Thanks, man. Yeah. That's really cool. Thanks, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's true. But then there's a story behind it yeah, and you're like, yeah, wait, you almost yeah. died getting this so, rock for me? Yeah. You could, yeah, it is so interesting because, again, like that whole, that art universe God connection about, hey, human being, you're just like me. Let's be friends. Is the world all not that bad? Oh, I love living on Earth now. It's not so miserable. I believe in that wholeheartedly. And then it, I just think of, again, I'm just using Damien Rice as the example, who, now I don't live in Ireland, but I'm just going off of things that are on social media and the internet, didn't go on a ton of interviews. So we were just left with his music, at least in the United States, with only maybe one or two mm-hmm. real-life snippets of him talking, but I'm still obsessed with him. Of course. Because sometimes the art can just speak for itself without the story. Sure. And, and I don't think it's mandatory to have an Instagram account to be connected to your fans. What I'm saying, though, is, is that if you're giving people a gift, mm-hmm. sometimes a little backstory to that gift makes it even more special. Well said. So yeah, so I, I wanted to have uh, Rich and Kat because they're my, like my, some of my best friends. We have that connection that we were talking about before. We have with each other. We and it and it sprouted in an authentic way from just working together. Like yeah, like Rich and I doing weddings together. So many frustration, uh, <laughs> frustrating stories and, and and moments in that world, but also fucking hysterical moments right. too. <laughs> yep. Funny little story. We'll make it fast. Uh, I was about to get into a brawl. With somebody oh my God. on a wedding because they they had they had I think crossed the line yeah I think so and they were about to touch my gear and <gasps> and like it was a thing there it was, was a, a weird, hurricane outside and they it was fucking pouring outside we were in a terrible. tent there was water dripping on where the drums were supposed to go I had just spent thousands on this new drum kit I'm not going to put my drums down so I have my stuff to the side they're trying to they have people trying to clean up the water and then they're also trying at the same time trying to set up this uh, cocktail our table but the guy who did the cocktail and cooked all the food cocktail food wanted a double-sided table so he's telling me to move my shit and i'm like dude i ain't moving my i have nowhere to go he's i was like tell me where to go but i can't you know whatever he didn't want to hear it whatever he was being a real fucking prick he goes either you move it or i'll move it and then and then i'm thinking like and that because you were playing too you were doing cocktail cocktail music and god knows what he would have done if you said the same to him no fucking no joke in that moment, I have there. It's so funny. You can think long statements and mm-hmm. have long thoughts in milliseconds. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to get physical with this guy," and I and I'm thinking I'm gonna get knocked out because he was a bigger guy. Right. And the other thought was, "I'm gonna be fired." Right. Like I have to get another gig. 
Here we go. Right? I just lost the yeah, job. Yeah, like that. <laughs> just, to, just to protect yourself, go ahead, yeah. you're going to get fucking fired. Let's yeah. just put oh, that yeah, yeah. into I'm perspective. Get fired. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if I'm right, I'm, I'm wrong. Exactly, because yeah. you're right? a musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, and then, you're the so, help. And then I'm thinking, like, and then I thought, like, oh, fuck, I'm in this alone. And right when I thought, when I had that thought, then you, in the same amount of milliseconds, went to Bill, our band leader. You're like, hey, take over. And we're like, it was like, hey, take over. He started playing. And this is how pros are. Because Bill didn't have to like go, oh, hold on, let me get my gear all together. He, he fucking just started playing exact chord wherever. I played, le- I played left hand, replaced it with my right hand as he took over that side. And then I yeah. walked so off he, the piano. It was yeah, so he was already, smooth. He was right? already keeping tabs. So, yeah, because that was one of those things about the gig. There has to be constant music. There can yes. never be not be music. Anyway, God forbid. So Rich steps in and goes, you're not going to put a damn hand on his stuff. And now we're <gasps> going. Now we have Two, so Rich and I, and then the two guys who were these cooks going back and forth to each other, and I felt so bad because the the groom wind up having the kind of, he's like, hey guys, hey, he's such a cool guy, hey, hey, why don't we all we gotta work together? How about we chill out and you know, he was you know, hey, just let him keep their stuff. He kind of like fixed it all, and anyway, so thanks for getting my back on you got that, it, brother. But but yeah, like Fuck that yeah. incredible, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's crazy. the tr- the magnetism of the trust on stage. The fact that Bill first of all knew where we were musically in order to take over Rich's right hand, but also trust that Rich is leaving the stage for a fucking good reason well, and not going. I, I don't even where know where are you he going. Knew, it doesn't Bill. matter yeah, it what doesn't matter. he knew. I was just he, like, he just trusted, he trusted that he over. was yes. going for a reason. Yeah, and yeah, trust yeah. that he's dealing with something off to the side. Yes. I'm technically, off air quotes. Off to the side. <laughs> off to the... So I'm like... <laughs> but I'm like playing music at the time, but watching watching my... my my friend's back yeah. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that, that was cool. The you thing know? with live cool. music that people don't understand what they're paying for is that anything could catch fire at any, at any time. It's, and I mean so literally, but I mean figuratively. That's so true. Ev- and everything will catch yeah. fire. In fact, as we're doing you, as we're doing your performance, we're on fire. Yeah. We're literally yeah. burning to the ground. Oh, like that guy that was you'll talking never during know. your show at Rockwood Music Hall, stage one? Like that, and that what's really funny is I don't even, I didn't even hear that. Oh, I was me and Aunt wanted we to were kill dagger him. in that guy. We were shooting him the rocks. The next time that happens, you're allowed because because yeah. what will happen is what Bill did to Rich and what Rich did to you. If you guys stop playing, I would not go. Guys, keep playing. I would oh, be like, yeah, yeah. Something, something's, going, something's on. going down. It's time to gang up on this bitch. We yeah. talked about that. And we we came up right. We came up with some like we could just go into bits and stuff. Yes. Fucking what with did the you guy. say? Oh, you oh, said, I forget. You. S- Oh, you said. Oh, oh hey, what's your hey, name, man? What's your name and where are you from? Oh, then, I'm Jack and like one, two, three. And then as I'm just we're, waiting as for someone to be like, "What's out, your name right, and we, where are you we're from?" We're rocking out, and then I just go, "How's it feel?" Or you just go, "How's it feel, motherfucker?" How's it feel to be interrupted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is Rich's song, right? Across. This is your song, yes. all right? It is. Yes. You can buy this on iTunes, you right? Can. Can you? As I've started to, yeah, as I started to say at shows, you can find this song wherever music is sold, streamed, or stolen. Yes. <laughs> sold, streamed, or stolen. <laughs> I enjoy that. Anyways. Anyway. Here's this heartfelt here's song. Here's this heartfelt called. song that Rich uh, wrote uh, go years pen. ago. I recorded some drums on it. Yeah, baby. And uh, anyway, here we go.
Show me your colors in a world of black and white. Show me the hands of a lover whenever I wanna fight. Tell me your thoughts of others, whether they're wrong or right. Cause as long as the sun's still shining up above us, it will be alright. It will be alright. Came up in a small house, in a room that grew tight. Had bigger wars and battles in that godforsaken town. Would ever let me fight? When my time starts running down, I wanna look back on my life. See for a guy who knew the clouds with a foot on the ground And I did alright Did alright Wind down. I noticed the lights. Life took back most of what I had and gave it to time. But I keep you close, cause that's what I love most. I would never sacrifice. Cause I could get by with just you and I, baby. That's alright. Yeah, that's alright. Cause I can get by with just you and I, baby, that's alright. Yeah. Hey, alright. Nice, guys. Nice. Beautiful. This was fun, bro. The drums sounded beautiful. tight on that. Yeah, they sounded great. Yeah, it's really hard to play that soft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, classical chops. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, as soon as I started singing harmony, for, I heard yes. your volume go down yes. because... <laughs> It's like, yeah, I oh, mean, wait, cat, cat whisper sings? If right? you're not playing like you're in a library or there's a baby trying to sleep right next to you in your bass drum. There's, yeah, so right. many ba- um, <laughs> there's a baby in this bass drum. Baby Yoda. political for one second sure. before you wrap up. Sure. Jeez. That's sure. what you're paying for when you hire a professional musician. Oh, God, yep. we have so much more conversation and topics we could touch there upon. There is a level of knowledge yes. that exists within that musician oh, yeah. that does not exist in many other musicians. Thank you. I gotta say, guys, this is a lot of fun. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, uh, we'll be I can't back wait to tomorrow. Get... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know. yeah. Back, I can't wait yeah, to get, get Paul... this off the computer so it doesn't burst you know, into flames. We didn't shit on Paul that much. I gotta say, I thought uh, we were gonna shit on Paul. We got more. about 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna pat ourselves on the back. That's I'm going good. to Saint Patty's ourselves on the back. Hey, <laughs> but I'm this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's so much more I I could see us doing. I think we can go into like some. Do some musical bits. Yeah. You know, yeah, like for sure. good impressionists across from me over here. We could do whale sounds again, right? too. That we, was we, pretty fun. We could do so much. We could do so much. So <laughs> I'm excited to have you guys on again, even individually, too. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, that'd hey, be interesting. Anytime. You know, anytime. If, uh, if you guys we'll have late. a live drum lesson with Kat and Anthony. We're going to have a drum off between key, keyboards. Wow. And can teach me patterns on drums. And I can... can I commentate, like, ah, best in show? We like can com- you know what we could do? We could do an act of, like, uh, the worst drum lesson or the worst piano lesson. Oh, my like, God. And just act that out. Like, yeah. yeah how, how you would want to react versus how you actually do. Uh, 
Yes. Just to keep your job. <clears throat> oh Just anyway. to keep your job. Yeah. That's the theme of being a musician, by the way. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> please pay me. Um, all right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks Thank for being you. on here, Cat London. At Cat London Music, yes? Yes. At Rich Avail? Yes. Not at Rich Avail Music? No, just Rich Avail. Okay. A-V-E-O. A-V-E-O. The original. And, uh, yeah, and Cat um, performs a lot. Rich performs a lot. So uh, you can actually catch them uh, on... Don't worry about me. You can catch them way more than you can catch me. Okay. <laughs> I don't do it's anything. Because Anthony on is too fast. It, uh, yeah, I don't do shit. Well, All most right. of the time, where you catch us, you'll also catch Anthony. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ready, guys? All together. Ba-dum. Ba-dum.